From protests to hurricanes, conflict and crisis deliver power to the top. So what are they using that power for this week? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Normally every Saturday from 3 to 6, but when UGA football comes along... I happily make room. WSB is graciously giving me uh, whatever spots they can on the weekends, but they move around. So today I'm on from 1 to 3. This is live. It's Sunday, Memorial Day weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend, and, uh, and I am live. But if you want to know when my shows, upcoming shows are, next week, for example, I am on Saturday, but I'm on from 2 to 3.30. If you want to keep track of this stuff, sign up for my blog, MonicaPerezShow.com or PropagandaReportDaily.com, and we will send you emails about that. And also, if you go there, if you go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, you can get the commercial-free podcasts of all of our shows. I do shows with my producer, Binkley, who's here in the studio with me. And uh, so we put up the WSB shows, and then we put up some podcasts that we do on our own. And it's kind of... Uh, Funny because I don't, if you've never, this is not my normal time spot, so maybe you've never heard my show before. I am a hardcore libertarian, so hardcore that I don't buy into the left-right, what I call psyop, psychological operation. I think the Republicans and the Democrats are both working for a higher power, and uh, and that when there's conflict, that's there to serve a purpose, not to represent... ideological voters on one side or the other, but to manipulate the population into accepting policies they would not otherwise accept. I think that's a big thing that's going on right now, and it's what I want to talk about today. But what's funny is that in our shows, the podcasts that we upload, they get demonetized on on YouTube. So they basically get censored by Google. Binkley keeps track of all this stuff for me, but he said the most uh, one podcast title i think they just look at the words they don't listen to them but one thing that was censored recently was a podcast that we titled total information control and uh and one podcast that did not get demonetized was called unfit unstable unhinged so total information control which sounds pretty innocuous was absolutely not okay, but unfit, unstable, unhinged, which we were saying to kind of mock the extremism on the left, they think was being used to, I think, that it's obvious that they thought it was used to support this meme coming out of the left about the president. So I just think it's funny what they're picking and choosing. But unlike... Most of maybe what you're hearing when you do hear like on Fox News or whatever, they 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 have been pushing this idea that there is a kind of conspiracy on the left to promote this kind of um, uh, violence, conflict, whatever. My feeling is that that what's happening is this this aggression from the left and the reaction, you know, they're kind of supported by big tech who's censoring right-wing stuff, uh, that it's being used to get the right to support government intervention. So maybe censorship on the Internet. Uh, and, and the argument is, and you are hearing this now coming out of the mainstream media on the right, which I've been predicting for weeks, that that this is all these events are designed to provoke reactions and most important is things that get a lot of emotion the black versus blue thing last year the neo-nazis versus antifa this year even hurricane harvey the things that get really emotional uh that are either scary or heart-wrenching they're used Sometimes I think even created, I think these conflicts are being created, that they're, they're always used, seems to me, these days to promote a policy that regular reasoned argument would not support. So things that, that 
interfere with our fundamental foundational laws like the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, that in order to get people to be willing to compromise on those things, you have to scare them. You have to make the argument that th- times are changed, that thing, these fundamental principles no longer apply. But that's that's just not true. The fundamental pr- principles do apply. I think they have stood the test of time. And uh, uh, but I think that that's where the that's why they provoke these conflicts. And one reason I think that the conflicts are really disproportionate or maybe even obvious on their face that they're wrong is that in order to have real unrest, real like revolutionary violence, people tend to be hungry or in despair. Somebody asked me last year, oh, do you think we're going to have a real like a civil war, civil unrest? And I thought, I don't think so because of the just simply the level of food stamps that gets distributed. People just aren't hungry enough so, to be angry like that. There's a great expression, we're just... Uh, you know, three missed meals away. Any society is three missed meals away from revolution. And I think that's true, but we're not missing meals. So so a lot of this stuff smacks of uh, of being manufactured. But that doesn't mean that the impact isn't real. So I've been highlighting recently this call that that the Republican Congress needs to put the brakes on uh, liberal big tech and their unfettered right to censor on the internet since they're private enterprises, that it's a failure of the free market system and the government needs to step in to to regulate First Amendment rights in order to preserve them. And my argument against that, as a libertarian, I don't think it's a market failure. I think the government has actually given an unfair advantage to the really dominant big tech Companies like Google and Facebook, uh, if you dig in, even self-driving cars and stuff, if you dig in, you will see that a lot of the technology came out of the government, was funded by it, or even just universities that are funded by, you know, whose research is promoted by the government, stuff like that. They pick and choose these guys, and then in return, these guys do their dirty work. So I think that's what's really happening. And then this week, they folded in another element of it, which... uh, Another big agenda item. So the censorship, the censorship of the Internet is very important, I think, to the the people who would like a highly controlled society. And that is basically, by definition, the people who are in control now, the people at the top of the hierarchy now, above and beyond the parties, I think. But that kind of information control is important to them. But another big thing that, that the black versus blue conflict last year, it was more clear that's where it was headed, but I see it coming back now, is this police state, the militarization of police, that police should be kind of interoperable, that they should have the same equipment, the same procedures, which will be kind of effectively federalizing the police. So this week, Trump and Sessions rolled back what wasn't even that severe a limitation on giving military equipment to the police that Obama had put in place, I think, just to placate people temporarily after Ferguson. Um, That's the kind of thing that makes me wonder if Obama did stuff knowing full well that a Republican was going to uh, overturn it, because I think Obama is as much a part of this... uh, um, kind of elite centralized power at the top above and beyond the party's kind of structure. I don't think the deep state is Obama holdovers. I think they all work for the deep state, the same deep state that's been around for decades, if not longer. And, uh, and that, that this all folds into that, that these things that are getting people agitated are all in the service of longer term agenda items. So that's kind of, how I view what's happening in the world today. And I try to figure out the true meaning of Trump in that context and, uh, and also kind of uh, want to keep us focused on the fundamentals. You don't have to know or care about what's going on with these, with radicals or protests or anything. If you are a staunch defender of the bill of rights, an absolutist when it comes to the bill of rights, maybe are, maybe aren't. And this, we're talking about the first amendment specifically free speech, freedom of assembly, uh, freedom of the press are these the supreme court has said they're almost absolute not quite but i am interested in that question and i'm also interested in what other agenda items you see being served maybe especially by hurricane harvey 
Haven't talked about that yet. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, do you have any uh, tweets from the from the tweets? Yeah, I got one from JSAC. He says... Oops, I can't hear you. I think your mic's off. Can you hear me now? Yep. I got one from JSAC. He says that uh, an agenda item is to continue to convince the masses that the government is the only answer. Yes. I... Uh, there's a good book written by a great libertarian, Bob Higgs, Professor Bob Higgs, called Crisis and Leviathan. And he talks about how every time there's a major crisis, government, central government, federal government gets bigger and it doesn't go backwards. It's not like it shrinks again later, even if you look at kind of the world wars uh, or prohibition. Prohibition, all the resources of prohibition got funneled into Prohibition of alcohol got funneled into prohibition of drugs and like the military footing at the end of World War II got largely uh, funneled into the Cold War. So that's what you've got. That's what you have to worry about. I take it one step further and say these crises are sometimes manufactured for that very purpose. And and that's something where I what, what we call going down the rabbit hole. Not everybody's <laughs> there. But if you are or aren't and want to talk about it, give me a call. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 76 degrees outside the studio. Skies are clear and sunny. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're talking about the agenda items served by all the hyped up stories in the news, whether they are big stories like Hurricane Harvey or... They're stories that uh, derive from what I consider to be probably highly orchestrated events like protests gone violent where I'll police step back, you know, stuff like that. I smell a rat and I look to the policy agenda. So I want to take your calls if you also observe that or you think I'm crazy. That's okay too. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Andy in Talking Rock. Hi, Andy. You're on with Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I really like your show. I've been pointing this out to friends of mine because I wasn't part of the Occupy movement. And I actually lived in California at the time. And what I found from that agenda is that they made it where you couldn't, you know, basically protest and do sleep-ins at certain places. Like, everything that they did as far as the Occupy movement, they made it where it's illegal to do that now. And I think that's what they're trying to do with this Antifa is make it where they take away our right to protest completely because they're worried about the other sides getting aggressive. Andy, I did not even register that about Occupy. I thought it was I, I definitely saw some signs behind the scenes that those protests were being manipulated. I'm not saying there weren't. Anonymous since- was actually with the FBI at the time, the, the person Sabu. That was a major part of Anonymous was actually an informant for the FBI for two years. Yeah, this is what they they say. They they say informants. But to me, I read that operative. He was. And he still is an operative to this day now for the FBI. That that's really interesting. And, you know, here's the thing is that. Uh, you look at the First Amendment, and and I I identified. I thought it was going to be the target amendment of the year, but it's every element of it: speech, the press, assembly. They they're actually going to the heart of all of those. And for me, the First Amendment is the First Amendment for a reason. I mean, that's the stuff that that allows us to have some control over the government. Otherwise, we've got nothing. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm very happy to hear you bringing this up. I've been talking to my friends about it, and to be able to hear this on this this radio was absolutely mind-blowing today, and I really appreciate you bringing this out to the public because I think this is a very big deal, and I think a lot of George Soros is behind this and intentionally trying to pay these people to cause disruptions. And yeah, so thank I, you so much uh, for bringing this topic up today. Thanks, Andy. And I do, I agree. There are people like George Soros, and there are others who uh, don't 
who, you know, they, they hide behind the shield of Democrat or Republican, but really they're all kind of serving a higher purpose. Uh, James, I'm going to get to you after the break. He wants to talk about the possibility of controlling the weather. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Well, no one's going to top that. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Usually Saturday is from 3 to 6. Today, Sunday, Labor Day weekend, I'm on from 1 to 3. I'm going to be moving around during uh, football season. So if you want to keep track of when my show is going to be on or even just get the commercial-free podcasts of the recent shows, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, sign up for the blog or subscribe to the podcasts, and you won't miss a thing. Uh, I am going to be on next week, Saturday, September 9th, from 2 to 3.30 p.m. So that's next week. But just to keep track, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com. What we're talking about, if you haven't heard my show before, this is not my normal time slot, so uh, going to be a lot of new listeners. I I try not to fall for the hype uh, on the TV of what, uh, you know, the big story, protest, the hurricane. I try to keep focused on the policy agenda items they're trying to promote after getting people into this state of hyper-emotionalism. So no matter what the event is, whether it's real or manufactured, whether it's small or large, you'll notice a pattern on both Fox and CNN and, uh, you know, everything like that, where they will whip you up into a frenzy of emotionalism, fear, outrage, anxiety, whatever, and then tell you the answer, the thing that's going to make you feel better. And you might notice that every single solitary time, that thing that's going to fix the problem, even on the right or the left, when you're talking about the mainstream media, the thing that's going to fix the problem is the federal government. It's giving them more power, curbing some of our rights, because after all, you know, these things were written hundreds of years ago and human nature was something completely different. You know, that's not true. These are... These are timeless principles that have emerged through civilizations thousands and thousands of years and kind of ultimately came out in the Enlightenment, which is where our founding principles came from. I'm a libertarian. Uh, I see that some of these libertarian ideals, our foundational principles, are exploited to their abused and, and whatnot. So I think it's important to... Make sure you understand what's going on. And if these, you know, I even see libertarians on Fox. I'm like, they're messing with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not. When they talk about immigration, all they should talk about is how our labor laws or foreign interventions create uh, these these you know, the the demand for labor to cross borders, and they never talk about that stuff. So you have to really dig deep, peel the onion on what's really going on, and keep focused on the principles. That being said, I do think it's important to peel the onion on some of these events. So I do try to look at what's real and what's not. The Antifa neo-Nazi thing looks highly orchestrated to me. Andy, who called before the break, said some of these people that he'd, uh, uh, when he was in the Occupy movement, one of the guys was an FBI, they call informant. I always think of that as an operative. The same thing was happening in Charlottesville. So you have to watch out. And, and I think it's important to identify that some of these things are uh, false. I have never gone down that road with science, scientific stuff. I don't really focus too much on vaccines or HARP or chemtrails or any of that because I find it difficult to assess that. My background is economics. I have a business degree and a law degree. It's, I'm not really scientific like that. And that's like the realm of specialists. I get kind of intimidated by it. But that's why limited government should have nothing to do with that stuff because uh, we voters cannot really assess it. However, with Harvey, it was such an outlier, such a crazy, unprecedented thing that it seems like most people, I mean, they chalk it up to climate change, but they are, that is a man-made event that People are saying man impacted this thing. Man made it worse. Then there's another group, probably a lot smaller, that think, thinks that man 
didn't impact it by accident through climate change. It impacted it through weather modification, which is something that our government has admitted to being able to do. They seed clouds to change the precipitation rates. One of their major programs is to diminish the impact of hurricanes through strategic cloud seeding. Other countries use weather modification for their agriculture. I mean, it, on the margin, this does exist. So, uh, so you have that school of thought as well, which this is the first time ever I, I actually even considered it. And it is the first time ever my daughter said, okay, mom, you and your truth, like now I think you're crazy. Like hurricanes just happen. Then the next day she comes to me and says, mom, climate change is a big problem. <laughs> it's like, oh, hurricanes just happen. But now you're parroting to me what you're hearing on YouTube and I'm crazy. So this opened a big can of worms in my house. On Twitter and different outlets, just asking the question seems to be uh, just freaky enough Then I haven't even begun to draw any conclusions. So on that note, I want to go to James, uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I'm going to talk to James, and I'm going to do some tweets, so you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Hi, James. James in Atlanta, you are on with Monica. Are you there, James? Dag Nabbit, I'm going to put you back on hold, James. I Hello? think. Hey, Can James, you, you there? I, yes. Hi, right. Monica. How Talk you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right. I just, uh, yes, I definitely think it's weather modification. Um, you look at the HARP program. I think the government, they do things. You have to look at this. I personally think the government wants that land uh, in Houston to drill for oil. Uh, they have to get those people out of there. I don't believe hurricanes just happened. I don't believe Katrina just happened. It's always uh, it's always a reason behind these weather weather events. And like you said, whether it's uh, 9/11, whether it's the Antifa, whether it's the uh, the protests, it's all for government to have to either want to take away your rights, uh, implement some type of a program for control, or the military wants to use it to justify them going to war or they want to keep you distracted from what they're really doing. And war itself is a control mechanism. Yeah, yes, it definitely is. So I, James, I, I believe this yeah. is, uh, you know, I, I believe this is, uh, this whole Harvey thing was was something created by the government to get the, to get the land. You mentioned uh, HARP. Can you yeah. just, in a nutshell, in like one sentence, tell what that is? Well, HARP is H-A-A-R-P, right? Yes. So it's a military program. To, uh, that they're using the weather as a weapon, basically. You and know, this is a, this is a legitimate. That's a real program, like for sure. I have looked it up, and they don't deny that it exists. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a real program. Yes, I mean they've, they've been. I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't know what they're up to. I don't know where Trump comes. I was the biggest Trump supporter, but now I'm starting to think that Trump is just being uh, is being used. James, I got to blow your mind since you're on yeah, this. I, Subject, let me hold on a second. Let me tell you something. So I think HARP, some of the technology behind HARP derives from some of Tesla, Nikola Tesla's theories. He was this, you know, uh, pioneer, maybe unprecedented mind in electricity and and energy. And the guy who was on the scene for the United States government to confiscate Tesla's papers and turn them over to the military was Dr. John Trump. Donald Trump's uncle. Did you ever hear that? Wow. No, I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. I know. So people like go, Trump's, you know, he's the little guy. I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting starting to think that Trump is not who I thought he was. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking, I'm starting to see that he is, he is there to get the agenda the, the agenda of the establishment, the globalist across. I mean, he is he is slowly doing things to limit, to take away our constitutional rights. And get I people, mean, like some of this Antifa neo-Nazi stuff is a provocation to get a reaction. Like the right is now calling for uh, government censorship and more uh, policing, militarization of the police. They, so, so to provoke, you know, you, you can't, it's not always just him going and changing the laws. Provoking the reactions are often the, the way it works. And, and I'm seeing with him, with the military, with all these generals that he has surrounding him. Yeah. 
He is just a pawn for the military industrial complex now. Well, but it's open arms, you know. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's got generals controlling everything now, and he just he's giving them just the freedom to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, and he's not too stupid to realize that. That's the thing. Like, it's not he's not being duped. You hire a bunch of generals. They had to actually his first the first thing he signed when he got into office on inauguration day was a change in the law to allow a uh, a general, a recent general, to be se- secretary of defense. It's against the law to mix the military and the civilian oversight of, uh, you know, ultimately civilians are supposed to be in charge of the military. So that that's not. You know the first thing you're signing, you know? So I don't think it's unintentional. But I, I want to get to Mark in Oxford. Mark, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes. Uh, so you were uh, talking about a uh, problem-reaction-solution. And uh, that's called that comes from the uh, Hegelian dialect, which is, like you said, pretty far back. And then, um, as well, you were talking about a uh, harp, which pushes up on the ionosphere, where they can move around the fronts push lows up high or uh, highs down low. That's where you get your droughts and all your heat waves. Yeah. Uh, people have been trying to educate me on this stuff because I never really thought I was uh, able to comprehend it. But but that is the thing they show. It's so hard to look at those videos to see weather maps and stuff. And and but you can see very clearly defined like how these highs and lows move around. The question, you know, I don't know how they manipulate them, but it, I mean, if they do manipulate them, it's hard for me to conceive of it, but how do you well, get the information? A good one, a good one to watch is uh, Jesse Ventura's uh, conspiracy theory. He goes over the uh, harp scenario and does a really good breakdown of how they can actually put messages inside your brain through technology. I've I have heard about that. I was trying to figure out. I did hear about that too, and there's a name for it, and it's in. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it had yeah. all the links to like military stuff. It was not just tinfoil hat, like a debunked conspiracy theory. And Jesse Ventura, in my opinion, quite often pulls his punches. Yet he was still taken off the air. That that kind of thing I always think of as what they call a limited hangout, where. Uh, people start wondering what's really going on. So they have somebody come out and kind of soft pedal it. Yes, they do this, but no, it, it, they, the technology isn't that powerful or they don't use it for this. They use it for that just to kind of calm people down who are beginning to ask questions. But quite often those limited hangouts are a great place to start, to start opening your mind, to start asking questions. My whole segment went by without any of my tweets. I'm super sorry about that for all you. Uh, we, we have such a robust conversation on Twitter. And after the break, I want to get to Steve, who wants to talk about uh, a little bit more about weather modification and the spraying. I, I That's another thing that I never really delved into, but I'm open to hearing about it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 85 the forecast high today, 63 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about uh, a few things, agenda items that are served by the biggest events that hit the news. This week it's the protests and Hurricane Harvey. Uh, And I, I like to show a little bit, pull the curtain back a little bit on how these events get manipulated. They get manipulated in different ways. They get uh, sometimes the, in this case, the left is being manipulated to provoke the right, but also to to set them up to be triggered. And uh, I just feel like these events are highly orchestrated and the goal is certain policy agenda items. At the top of the hour, Binkley has pulled together some kind of smoking guns on how exactly the left, for example, is being manipulated. And once the left is manipulated, that creates a reaction from the right. So the right is manipulated in its own way, but uh, quite often it just takes uh, the what the caller before said, the problem reaction solution. You, you sometimes only need the triggering event on one side to provoke the other side to get to the kind of solution, which is always a government solution. But I want to, Binkley, let's not neglect the tweets. Do you have a tweet for me? Yeah, I got one from Whiskey Tango. He says that it's an interesting coincidence of the gas pipeline and the corresponding last holiday of the summer 
gouging under the cloak of a disaster. So the the prices are being gouged on the last weekend of the summer. Oh, so he's saying that the hurricane, one of the policy agenda items might be, even if you don't, you could say the powers that be create the hurricane or influence it or don't diminish it as they do supposedly have the power to do. Uh, Or even just that, oh, look, there's this huge hurricane. Let's... um, send gas prices through the roof. Nobody's going to complain about that. There are actually many agenda items. One big one is don't worry about the debt. This is no time to worry about debt and spending. This is stuff coming from the right. So we can talk more about that. I want to get to your smoking guns, Binkley, and more of your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, usually Saturdays from 3 to 6. Today, it's Sunday, Labor Day weekend. I am on live from 1 to 3. My show is going to move around a bit during football season. So if you want to make sure you keep up on when it's going to be broadcast live, or if you want to listen to the commercial free podcasts, sign up for my blog, propaganda report daily.com. And you'll get an email about that stuff. Uh, next weekend, Saturday, September 9th, I'm going to be on two to three thirty live here on WSB. But again, sign up for the blog, and uh, or you can do MonicaPerezShow.com, easier to remember. But uh, and you'll get a, a notification of when the shows are up or when we've got a new podcast. I do podcasts with my producer Binkley here, and uh, we go down the rabbit hole sometimes, and sometimes we're taken down the rabbit hole. So today. I was just talking about some of the things that are in the news that I think, whether they are manufactured or real or whatever, they are nevertheless exploited by the powers that be to effect policy changes that people would not necessarily agree to in a reasoned exchange of ideas, in a in a an analytical application of principle to problem. What they want is for you to be emotional, hysterical, and then uh, there's a hurricane. The debt ceiling is off. It's like, you know, Texas is an oil-rich place. And I and and when you hear people on the right, uh, there was an article by Peggy Noonan saying, uh, I'm not going to read the whole the whole passage, but it starts with give Texas what it needs. It has endured a disaster without precedent. Washington must move quickly, generously. There should be no the relief bill must be offset by cuts in federal spending. There should be no larding it up or loading it down with extraneous measures. This is an emergency. I mean, that just that's Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, that's the right. Now, why isn't she saying if you know? Billionaires are giving millions, and if every American who could afford it gave a hundred bucks each, on top of that, these the problems in Texas would be would be solved. And why don't people do that? Because they know they already gave that money. They gave it to the government. They all our discretionary income is taxed away. There's a fundamental flaw in the system where now, when there's a crisis, nobody has any reserves because they already sent it to the social security system or. Federal taxes and uh, and nobody even on the right is pointing out the fundamental problem with this philosophy. And that to me is a tell. They're always the left and the right are always using these crises to uh, promote a policy solution, a bigger government solution. But one thing, this Harvey thing was so unprecedented. And I think in the mainstream media, they talk about it being you know, unnatural, basically, that when they say it's man-made climate change, they're saying this is an unnatural occurrence. Then there are people who think that, yes, it's unnatural, and and methods are of weather modification are either being used to make it worse or not being used to make it less bad, that not acting. So the government talks about 
uh, the ability to seed clouds to reduce the impact of hurricanes. Did they do it? Uh, I don't know. And if they didn't, that's reprehensible because they've spent our money to to do that. So, But this kind of thing, when you start talking about that stuff – which is very hard to evaluate because it's science, you know, and unless you're a specialist and a lot of the specialists are co-opted or specialists in different fields, it doesn't apply. You know, it's a very muddled up issue and it's hard for your regular voter in a democratic republic to to make a sound judgment on to cast your vote or your um, support behind policies that impact this stuff because it's hard for us to evaluate it. But when I ask these questions, sometimes I... Uh, I get some, you know, people don't even want the questions asked. So, Binkley, let's, I, I want to, I do want to move on to the, to the um, smoking gun clips you found about how to manipulate, how the left is manipulated. I do. But let's just wrap up this subject with some tweets. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show or call me at 800-WSB-TALK. What do you got? I have a couple of tweets that are coming from opposite ends. One from Casey's mom. She says, glad to hear others are thinking like me. Yeah, we had a lot of good calls of people, really one after another, of people who do think that this was uh, not a strictly natural, uh, you know, the impact of this event, the intensity of the storm, all that was not strictly natural, but that it's not climate change. It's not inadvertent man-made activity. So a lot of people think that. Okay, what you got on the other side? We have another one from ATL Cowboy, whose picture, his profile picture is Kid Rock. He says, someone please instruct me on how to make my tinfoil hat. <laughs> See, this is the thing. When, when I posed earlier, I said last week, this is the first time I have ever, and if you listen to my show, you know I am down the rabbit hole. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the weather, I've never been down the rabbit hole on that. I just like, like, I don't get it. Harp, chemtrails. I just don't know. So I said, but this is the first time I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe I should dig in a little bit. And people who are uh, a little more versed in, in weather modification sent me links or whatever. But the people who were opposed to the notion just... You know, like that guy's calling me names. You know what I mean? Your you tinfoil hat. You know what I mean? It's like I always tell my kids, I don't care if you agree with me at all, but refute my arguments. Don't dismiss them. You know, laughter is not an answer. So so that's all I ask. But uh, but you're laughing. Why are you laughing? Well, it's not even that down the rabbit hole when it comes to weather modification because – it's openly done. It's a lot more proven than climate change. Beijing has a weather modification office. I actually saw a, a company called Weather Modification. Like, these are the products we offer, including cloud seeding, which I guess is used for agricultural purposes. Uh, yeah, so there is that. And um, it's certainly stated goal. There, Somebody sent me a link to a document from at least 20 years ago to, called the using weather as a force multiplier that uh, the military, if they can influence the weather by 2025, I think was the goal, they can, um, it can enhance their abilities in war. You know, if they can direct, they said, we, we try to control lightning, but if we try to control, we try to control it defensively to save people. But what if we tried to control it offensively to hurt people? Yeah. You know, that's what it says in the document. It's a government document declassified. Anything that's declassified, I, I'm like, okay, maybe, Maybe that's a limited hangout, but their limited hangout does have some hangout, and there <laughs> it is. So I, I think that there is I, – I, I, I wouldn't laugh at anyone. There is weather modification. Can Do they have the capacity to impact a hurricane for better or worse? They have certainly tried. That is documented. That is something they've always wanted to do because hurricanes are so damaging. Uh, and, and did they do it? And if so, what impact could it have had? You know, I don't know, but it's a little more straightforward how they how it's I think it's a lot easier to prove that the the human crises are manipulated by people with an interest, whether you think it's people on the left or people on the right. If you think it's a a power that kind of uses the two party conflict for purposes of concentrating power at the top. I don't know, but you were you were looking into some stuff, Binkley, about um we'll play the clips maybe at the bottom of the hour, but let's talk about a little bit what you're coming up with. Here's what I what I see is that you have these 
people, so let's call them millennials. I don't know. I, you know, I look at John Ossoff and I can't help but think that that was, you know, the age demographic was important and getting people mobilized, mobilizing people for a cause is something that they are really bringing to an art here from Occupy to the Tea Party. Uh, they're looking at what's worked in the past and they're really trying to refine it. And if you look at their websites and stuff, they're almost overproduced. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're so not grassroots. They're just, they're, they're stylized almost. But what do you follow? You come up with these clips from videos. What, what, and then we're going to hear from that, but what is it? I follow Indivisible. Indivisible is a propaganda organ that powers the anti-Trump resistance movement. They train activists in how to agitate. And who's behind it? There's a bunch of former congressional staffers that are behind it, but they're linked to community organizers that worked with Hillary Clinton, and they're linked to George Soros. Yeah, see, I feel like that I, – I did see that. I kind of I, – I noticed I don't follow it like you do, but I did notice that the story, the front story, is that it's these, these um, congressional staffers who had to use their skills – you know, in service of what was right and good because they were so beside themselves about what was happening. And then, like, overnight, this is this where it starts getting crazy. Overnight, like, it exploded so virally that all their servers crashed and they had to call in, you know, yeah. oh, George Soros <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But there's even uh, Ossoff was, I think, the last one you were telling me that in Atlanta, John Ossoff was there. Who was the congresswoman we uh, talked about? I cannot remember her name right at this moment. It's that chick whose husband was in a Project Veritas. Bob Kramer. Oh, that's her husband. Yeah, it's yeah. the Illinois Congresswoman Jan something. And uh, so these are people who are fairly high up, fairly powerful, obviously connected to the power structure on the left. My argument is that that power structure you know, transcends the left and the right. But when you hear, I find these clips interesting because they're clearly set up to target a very specific demographic, to do very specific things. And and I can see that there's steps in the bigger picture. You can see how the last step led to this step, led to the next, will lead to the next step, and how it's really like the term slippery slope. Like you don't want to regulate speech because next thing you know, it's it's going to be a very highly controlled political discussion. So I think that we have some evidence that that's where we're headed, and I want to play that. At the bottom of the hour and read some tweets. In the meanwhile, 800-WSB-TALK, you could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mostly sunny tomorrow, Labor Day, high of 87 in the forecast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air Going to Alan and Marietta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. I think it's just the concept. The more people you have in an area, the worse the disaster is going to be. And with the population growth, a lot of these areas that were deserted at one time are now populated. I mean, 6,000 years ago, northern Africa was a lush jungle. But right now it's a desert. It's, it's, It's not the weather that's changing. It's where people are I mean, people are moving to the the uh, coast, putting up uh, beach houses, everything like that, where 50 years ago that was not heard of. So when a hurricane hit or a tornado hit, it didn't affect anything, so nobody paid any attention to it. I agree now with that, have- and I think generally speaking – that that's why, like, to have flood insurance provided by the government where it's not a strictly free market, uh, freely priced, super expensive item, you get more people living in dangerous areas. That's what they call a moral hazard. However, in this case, with the Houston, the the rains were truly unprecedented. They got more rain in a week than they normally get in a year, if I, if I read that right. Now that, you know, what's that about? Typhoons hit the, the um, uh, Southeast Asia all the time, and they dump as much rain or anything else. It's just too many people lived in that area or or built their houses in a floodplain, and now they're going, well, it's global warming or global climate change or whatever. It's The only way to really affect the weather on this planet is the distance of the planet to the sun. <laughs> thousands yes. of miles closer, and, and we have different weather. You know, a thousand yeah. miles farther away, and you know, radiation basically runs the weather machine on this planet. 
from and our sol- sun. And solar storms bring the sun closer to us, and that does have an impact, too. So I really don't know. But, you know, I don't know how to – some people actually do point out, I don't know how to evaluate this. But if you watch some of the weather warriors, the exposés, they they – claim that some energy pulses, maybe an electromagnetic pulse or the equivalent of that, can change the direction of some weather systems. And I just am not in a position to be able to evaluate that straight up. Uh, Some great stuff from Binkley exposing Indivisible after the break. This is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Um, beyond statues, are there efforts to change names for schools and other public buildings and spaces? Uh, definitely. Yeah, actually, um, uh, we've been moving away from the language of just talking about Confederate statues and really talking about the symbols of white supremacy. So there are things that are also outside the Confederacy that, you know, they probably should be changed. Uh, for instance, this, this, there's the uh, monument outside of the Maryland, that was outside of the Maryland State Capitol in Annapolis. Um, the, can't remember the name right now, but the judge who ruled in the Dred Scott case, right? Like he was a Confederate general, but his history was pretty um, aligned with white supremacist agenda in America. Um, at any at any rate, yes, schools, public buildings, parks, streets, highways. Um, we um, have been doing been looking at a lot of the highways in Virginia post Ferguson. You know, we they still have Jefferson Davis Highway, um, Lee. Uh, Lee Jefferson Highway. These are, you know, stuff that's controlled by folks in Virginia, um, and that you know should be renamed at the, the and, that, and are controlled at the state level, not just yeah. local level. So that was a uh, a guy, a leader of the, of the Indivisible movement. I think the fact that these guys are so young, they are not, uh, they don't seem very polished. I, I think that's obvious that they are front people for bigger agenda but what he was talking about was the next step in the slippery slope that what they're going for is you start with uh, confederate war generals and then um you go to judges whatever and it's funny because i had in pondering the solution to this problem starting a few weeks ago about the statues i realized that as is always the case for me the libertarian principles are applicable and usually identify the government problem that created the crisis and just eliminate that problem. So the government should not be in the business of establishing public spaces, of establishing heroes, of creating the narrative, of writing the history. Of course, they do that because government, this kind of government, the modern state, the coercive state, is first and foremost a method of control, a opposite of what you think it is as a way to defend your rights, as Albert J. Nock wrote in the great, incredibly short book, Our Enemy, the State, government power is actually used to bestow privilege at the expense of our rights. And part of that is the symbolism. But these guys, instead of wanting to take that power away from the government— give it back to the people, which would be kind of more democratic for people to want to seek out the answers and uh, evaluate them. What that group talks about in some of the other clips as well is, is using that power for their own purposes. So they don't want to eliminate the symbology. They don't want to eliminate the statues. They don't want to eliminate the, you know, naming convention centers after politicians, uh, which is such an insult. They want to name them after their own heroes so that they can use this tremendous power at the top. Because remember, the difference between the left and the right in this country has historically been the left embraces the power of big governments. They think of it as something that can be trusted and used. The right rejected it, which is where the Tea Party came from, the Liberty Movement. That's where I suspect the Trump populism comes in uh, where – he is trying to convince us, and Hurricane Harvey works into this, that that the government can be used for the purposes that the right hold dear, which even those purposes have been transformed. He's like, we can help you get jobs. We can help you get disaster relief. That's not what the right wanted in, historically in this country. What we wanted was individual liberty so that we could take care of that stuff ourselves and use government strictly for mutual self-defense, preferably, you know, uh, specifically against just wars. Uh, so 
so this transformation of society that Obama envisioned is happening on both the left and the right. But we were we can do a little bit more of that. I want to take a call. Um, people still want to talk about the Hurricane Harvey. 800 WSB talk, if you like. Uh, Michael in Gainesville. Hi, Michael. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Uh, you were speaking with a gentleman earlier about the HARP program. Initially, the first atmospheric warmer was a device called the Russian Woodpecker, and the U.S. government thought it was an over-the-horizon radar system to detect uh, U.S. long-range strategic bombers when, in actuality, some ham radio operators that worked in the university system discovered that its true function was to experiment with weather. Uh, well, in are you talking about and how it functioned? I'm talking how, about how long ago. Uh, this this would have been uh, 80, 1980s. Well, so was it successful? We built harp in response to the Russian woodpecker in Alaska. We built the first harp. Atmospheric Research Center in Alaska as response to the discovering what that Russian woodpecker was actually doing. In the process, while we're playing ball with the Russians, the Chinese built six atmospheric warmers in a position that were strategically built that they could affect East Coast and Southeast weather. And during the George, remember during the Bush administration, Bush 2, not Bush 1, how many hurricanes we had. It seemed like there was a, as soon as one hurricane dried up, another one came up the Gulf. So wait, pause for a second, Michael. Are you suggesting that this, that the weather manipulation is being used by Russia, China, and the United States to attack the other countries? Yes, we're we're used. It's being used to create weather events to cause the other countries' uh, financial uh, costs, resources, having to spend money that we could spend on whatever, whether it be social programs, whether it be military or whatever. And Beyond- then we built an atmospheric warmer in Puerto Rico right after Katrina. I'm going to add a wrinkle to this, we went eight years. You need, you need to do some research on the atmospheric warmer, starting with the Russian woodpecker, go through the... Somebody actually yelled at me Alaska, for suggesting... Hold on, Michael. Somebody actually suggest, yelled at me. Don't go away, Michael. Somebody yelled at me, you know, pushed back on me online for suggesting I was going to research this stuff. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy to research it. But I want to push back on add a little wrinkle to this. I actually observe, I, I, it seems in evidence to me, that our government has now assumed the characteristic of a full-on pathocracy, a pathocracy, pathology. You know, it's a, it's, it's a system of government that actually works against the interests of the people. So what you're saying about China and Russia using it against us. The the funny thing is Washington, D.C. is using it against us. I have 10 agenda items uh, written down here on a piece of paper that Washington is using Harvey to consolidate their own power. So, well, I, you know, God. I, I, I have no inside knowledge of that, so I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is the technology and the number of actual devices that have been built by different countries and their locations. I would love it if you would send me. Send, what's your one number one source? What's your number what's one that? source for that? You're, you're, uh, I'm having a little difficulty with the delay here. 
Okay. I just want to know if you can share with me and the audience one go-to place to start investigating what you're talking about. I'm interested. What's the number one source you like? Let me, let me email you that because I okay. I don't have right. that. I'm not sitting in front of my computer. I'm actually on a job site working. I will email you some links, and then you can choose to post them if yeah. you vote you. I'll pass them around. I'll put them in the show notes. What we do is what Binkley and I do. We put up the podcast of these shows and our own podcasts on PropagandaReportDaily.com, and then a lot of times we'll put up show notes with that, so we'll include that. Uh, Binkley, let's let's do that. So what um, – do we have any tweets that want to chime in on this conversation, Binkley, or are we uh, exhausted? The... Thank you very much for the call, Michael. Yeah, we do have one – Talking about an agenda item for Hurricane Harvey, Alpha Insider says that it is to cripple the oil industry on the coast, and the next is going to be the Mississippi River for the transport because that's where oil comes from the north. But why would they want to do that? To benefit the shale industry or to um, – it certainly seems like there's going to be a big profit margin. when you When you see the prices go up at the pump, I can't help but think – we're not the ones who they're not giving us the best price possible. You know, they're going to exploit that crisis if at all possible. And uh, I always think of the big three in the military industrial complex as big energy, big finance and defense. So uh, I do think that they tend to get the better end of the stick, uh, the better end of the bargain. I'm going to try to squeeze in a call from Sandy and Marietta. Sandy, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes, I just wanted to add to the uh, weather um, comment that you were talking about. Yeah. Weather Warfare 101 is a really good one to look at on YouTube, and it will show huge, um, um, it looks like machines that are extremely loud. They take hydrogen and oxygen, mix them together through this machine and produce clouds, which then produces more and more rain as they produce more and more clouds which would then give, you know, the idea that why Harvey sat there over uh, Houston and didn't move for the longest time. Uh, every other time I've ever seen a hurricane, it always spins for a while, and after a day or so, it's heading north and going east. This yeah. time it didn't. It just sat there. So it was being produced by something other than nature. That's very interesting. I mean, you really have to dig into this stuff. It's so hard to get your mind around What's the difference between assessing that science, that evidence, that presentation that you find on Weather Warfare 101 and separating that out from just a leap of faith that that this is what they're telling you? You know what I mean? I certainly don't believe what the mainstream media tells me. They don't even try to explain it to me. But, I, you know, that's where I kind of get get caught up in the science stuff. It's hard for me to to separate what is obviously the most uh, the best explanation for what I'm seeing when it's in a field I have no, uh, you know, specific knowledge of. You want to give me a pointer on that, or is that am I on my own? Uh, no, I, I think uh, you're hitting it right on the money. Is that uh, with through the propaganda, it's very difficult to be able to point out what's true and what's being given to us, especially with you know problem reaction solution. The government gives us a problem, they see the reaction, and they provide us with a solution. Yeah, I, I say when I get faced with something I cannot suss out as a voter, as a person who assesses policy, I say that then then what you need to do is just assume, you know, like with wars, do we need to unseat Assad? Well, you know, seems like by trying to do that, you spread terrorism, you spread refugees, does not seem to be in our interest. And uh, so I would say you have to err on the side of I don't really understand that. So we need to stay out of it. Generally, for action, I say that. For this kind of thing, where you don't even know if there's an action taking place, I would say, okay, just make sure you don't allow the crisis to be used against us, to be used to say, okay, the federal government, you know, even even Texans are socialists now. Even Texans realize that just the way... Sandy, you know, Christie delivered New Jersey to Obama in the face of Sandy. You know, I remember thinking we are all socialists now. 
that's kind of what they're using this to exploit Texas. So I would just say don't let these emotional situations, these black swan events change the fundamentals of our principles. That's at least one safeguard. But I am going to check out Weather Warfare 101. Thank you so much for the recommendation, Sandy, going to wrap it up after this. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 78 degrees outside the studio. Skies are sunny and clear. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I have been on live today, Sunday, Labor Day weekend, 1 to 3. Normally, my show is on Saturday, 3 to 6, but I move around to accommodate UGA football. WSB is home of the dogs. But I will be next week on Saturday, Saturday, September 9th. I'll be on from 2 to 3.30, so you can hear me live then. But if you want to try to keep up with my schedule, my live schedule, or uh, listen to the WSB very graciously allows me to post the shows commercial-free as podcasts for those who do not uh, catch it live, you can go to PropagandaReportDaily.com or uh, my website, Monica Perez Show. Dot com and get all of the podcasts that we do uh, from the on-air show and also with my producer, Binkley. We go a little bit further down the rabbit hole. If this is the first time you've heard me, you're probably like, you go further down the rabbit hole? But uh, indeed we do. So check us out. Until next week, this is Monica Perez.